Hey, welcome to the Micronesian Podcast. This is Patrick. Thanks for coming. Okay, here we are on episode number 43 of the Micronesian Podcast. I am here once again in the studio slash living room. So forgive the noise, just concentrate on our voices. That is me and the Stoic Islander. Stoic Islander, why don't you say a little greetings? Hello, this is your Stoic Islander here. Um, welcome to another episode and our topic for tonight is pretty interesting, so I hope you enjoy it. Alright, thank you Stoic Islander, very Stoic of you. Let's get into it. Alright, so here we are back again and we just want to talk about, uh, you know, it's been coming up a lot in the news, uh, not just in Micronesia, but pretty much the entire Pacific region, uh, down south, Vanuatu, Solomon Islands, and then of course uh, over in Palau, we're having a little bit of the action that we're going to be talking about, and we're talking about China, the big C-H-I-N-A. So... Um, as we all know, we adhere here in FSM to the one China policy, which means we are, um, we have diplomatic ties to the People's Republic of China. The other two countries in Micronesia, uh, compact countries, Marshals and Republic of Palau, they go with the Republic of China, Taiwan. And if you listen to our broadcast, we spoke about Palau reaching out to Taiwan for help because of what happened uh, with their tourism industry. Hello, this is your Stoic Islander here. Yes, we're going to be talking about uh, the two Chinas. Well, there's a one-China policy, as as uh, my host said earlier. Um, so in Palau, if, you ha- if you've been watching our broadcast, Palau has been going through some um, tourism dips because of uh, some uh, actions that were put into place by mainland China. And because uh, Palau maintains diplomatic relations with Taiwan, uh, China labeled uh, Palau as an undesirable location, a place that they should not visit. And since that happened, uh, Palau has uh, experienced a dip in their tourist uh, tourism and it was so bad that uh, Palau, Airway, Palau Airways had to cancel their uh, flights to mainland China and the Palau Pacific Airways canceled their flights to mainland China and after that Palau uh, President Tommy Romegasau of Palau asked for help from, I believe, the United States, Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, and the European Union. Those were the ones that were named, and Taiwan, since it's in the, since it's in the uh, middle of it all, decided to uh, help out its ally, and they decided to increase their flights tour to Palau. Now they're, in, they're adding two more flights that will go to Palau so they can uh, increase their tourism. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's pretty amazing, and I I think I remember hearing, um, not hearing, but reading an article or a statement from somebody in the Palau government said that they would not be bullied 
you know, that they would have relations with whoever they would want to. You know, they're a sovereign nation. Uh, good on them. But, um, you know, here also in the Federation of Micronesia, um, with the recent, uh, not the recent, the ongoing Chuuk secession movement, there has been a lot of talk also here of China, not Taiwan, but mainland China. And it's been, it's pretty funny. I don't know where, where a lot of these guys get their ideas from. Um, apparently, they a lot of people believe that if Chu secedes from the Federation, they will end up uh, going into an agreement or, um, I don't know, partnering up with China. And then Chinese will come down here and take over, um, not here, but Chuk, take over the place. And uh, it'll be a, a place that's a, a Chinese Chinese field place. So, I mean, that's I don't know where that came from. And I'm really curious as to find out where that all started from. Yes, I've seen that a lot too, mostly on uh, social media. So, concerning the Chuuk Secession movement, a lot of people that are against the uh, independence movement state that uh, if China, if uh, Chuuk was to become an independent nation, China would move in and basically take over. That's what they believe. They also believe that Chuuk would become a communist state, and <laughs> I think it's kind of hilarious because. If you look at it from a strategic standpoint, if Chuk was dependent nation, it would be literally right in the middle of Guam, FSM, Marshalls, Hawaii, uh, CNMI, Palau. I mean, that's all basically U.S. territory or U.S. associated. So, I mean, I mean do you really think the U.S. would allow that kind of influence into their little uh, regions of influence? I really don't think so. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I I think a lot of people are just scared because they're un... I don't understand why they're scared because we and FSM have had diplomatic relations with China. Hell, a bunch of our own children, my friends, and some a lot of my family have actually gone to school in China, you know? I mean, we have an embassy there, so I don't know where this all came from. I am just thinking that this is out of fear. And, you know, one of the things that I noticed, too, and this is coming again from social media, which where I think all of this is coming from, where people see pictures of Chuki's businessmen with Chinese businessmen. Um, I'm not going to name the guy, but he is part of the the other, the uh, no, vote no, secession. No, no, vote yes, I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, the guy's a businessman. Of course, he's going to be looking for business partners. Uh, he doesn't have to only have business partners from America. So he's free um, to seek out partners in China, in the Philippines, wherever. So I think that, you know, people have seen that and people have shared um, that on social media and uh, with remarks saying, hey, look at this guy. See, this is where we're going because this guy is part of the, the, the secession movement and he has uh, business ties with Chinese. Uh, then uh, they automatically think that that also means that, uh, uh, you know, the Republic of Chuk or the secession movement is tied in to China. But uh, I think I've also read um, from the Political Status Commission uh, for the secession is that, uh, hey, that's not uh, something that they... Um, I mean, not something that they haven't thought about. It's 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 an option for them, but they they are willing and always wanting to uh, be associated with the U.S. But look, also this, uh, and I'm not saying that I'm pro-China or anti anybody else. But you know, uh, everyone knows pretty much that the number one economy in the world is China. Uh, it's fast moving. 
uh, it probably will be up there for a while. We know all about uh, their business practices. I mean, they are a force to be reckoned with economically. They are the number one economy. So if a new nation wanted to associate with them, a new nation emerging, I think that would be okay. I don't know. What do you think, Stoic Islander? Well, I think um, if the Chuk uh, secession movement was to be successful, then yes, that is within their prerogative to look for allies or friends that will be able to help them in their uh, in their statehood. Because uh, as a nation, they have to have. Uh, friends and allies that will be able to help them because there is no nation on this planet that works by itself. So true. You know, independence is great, but I think interdependence is really what it's all about when you talk about nations. So, um, you know, just looking at, uh, if you are curious, curious enough to look on the uh, Chinese embassy in the FSM's website, you will see that the new ambassador is a very busy man. He has a lot of, um, you know, visits that he has posted on there. He's seen this guy and that guy in the government, the private sector. He's going around. They even just opened up a brand new China-Micronesia Friendship uh, Association building right down Colonia. So I think we shared that on the broadcast as well, right? And, you know, the one thing that I was really um, amazed by, and this is not really off the subject, but it's maybe just to the side a little bit, was he spoke about when he opened up the China Micronesia Friendship uh, building, he spoke about FSM and China's long history, uh, stating that uh, the Chinese navigator Zheng He had visited Nanmadol. And if you know who Zheng He is, you know that he did seven great voyages into the Indian Ocean and some say into the Pacific, but that was the dates for those great voyages were between 1400 to 1433. So that is amazing. If that's true, I don't know if it's true, but if that's true, what he's saying is that our association with China has been longer than anyone ever. Well, not really association, but just, you know, connection. Yeah, connection. Well, I think if that was the case, then we yes, we can say that the association of uh, the Pacific Islands and China has been standing for a very long time. I mean, China's just right there. Um, also, this is in, this is my own opinion. I would like to say that if we're gonna talk about uh, this, is just for everybody, not for just me or my host, but for everybody concerning China. If we're gonna you know, bring into bring China into any uh, conversation concerning FSM or my Palau or any Pacific nation. Before we start bashing, we should really look into facts, because there's nothing more demeaning or uh, I would say distasteful than you know presenting opinions that are not necessarily based on facts, because that will be very misleading for the rest of the people that will hear your message. Damn, man, that's a stoic rant you just went on, huh? Are you upset, Stoic Islander? Did those social media posts get to you? Well, I'm, it's not really upset. I, it just, it's just that uh, whenever people decide to make arguments 
I mean, not when I say arguments, I not, I mean I don't mean a bashful uh, statements, but when they try to present a, a logical, uh, reasonable statements for their stories, they should come up with facts instead of putting their emotions into it and anger and bashing and name calling. That's how we have. That is not how we should have a civil discourse on a subject that affects us all. Says the Stoic Islander. <laughs> but you know what? It's healthy, though. It's good to have differing opinions. It's good to see other people's uh, perspectives, even though it may seem uh, like uh, effed up sometimes or, you know, stupid, maybe. I don't know. But it's good to, you know, it's good to hear and know all views. Isn't that isn't that one of the hallmarks of a Stoic? Yes, be, one of the hallmarks of Stoicism is to accept that uh, when you wake up in the morning, says Marcus Aurelius, you'll deal with all these people who are irrational and maybe stupid. But as for yourself, you have to be able to uh, think clearly and also try to correct people. If you know they're doing wrong. Well, you know, wrong, right, that's really, that's subjective, right? I mean, that's really based on, it's all relative, though, you know. But uh, I understand what you're saying. And if I could give you some words of advice, a stoic calendar, it's not what happens. It's not what people say. It's how you respond to it. So I would say, as your co-host and your father, uh, I'm going to put some little fatherly advice in here. Don't let that uh, affect you. Uh, just uh, learn from all sides, appreciate all sides, and ask questions. What do you think? What do you think? I'll put you over my knee and spank you later. No, I'm just joking. Ha, ha, ha. Yes, actually, that is one of the hallmarks of Stoicism, to uh, accept all views and to know that there are differences among among other people and that we should be accepting of others. It's not about being right. It's about accepting. What an amazing podcast. We started off with China and we ended up with me giving you some advice. And I don't even give advice. I just suggest stuff to you because that's how open I am. <laughs> All right. You know what? I'm sorry. Basically, what we're uh, we just want to talk about that. We just want to bring it up because it's been up in the news, and really, um, you should you know you should be informed. You should be educated. You should be aware of what's going on uh, in this neighborhood of ours. And it is true, China is right there. We're also associated with the U.S. Uh, what what goes on? Who knows what will go on, but I think if we talk about what's going on and we're aware of what's going on, we'll be better prepared to meet whatever happens in the future. What say you, Stoic Islander? Um, yes, I totally agree with you. It's, uh, I think it's very imperative that we should continue these, uh, these conversations. And we would like to welcome all, everybody, to start their own conversations uh, with uh, with everybody, with who you know, your friends, your family, your coworkers, or whatever, start talking. Get you get everybody aware because when you once we are aware of what's happening around us, we can make effective change, and that's what we're trying to do here. 
Amen. I feel like we should say the Lord's Prayer now, but we're going to close up. All right. See you guys later. All right. Thanks for joining us today on episode number 43. We talk a little bit about China, a little about uh, stoicism. So it was uh, it was a nice long one. So thanks for joining us today. We hope to see you again on the next podcast. Do you have anything to say? Oh, yes. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. We went a little off topic, but uh, hopefully you learned something and we could be able to provide some value to you. So thank you. All right, so once again, catch us here on the Micronesian Podcast. Also, you can catch a video broadcast of news from the region on the Micronesian News Podcast. Micronesian News Broadcast on Facebook. Just search for that or on our YouTube channel, The Micronesian. You can also get blog updates on my blog, themicronesian.com. Thank you and have a good day. Hey, this is Patrick. Thank you for joining us today. If you like it, please subscribe, like, and visit us again. Thank you.